what amazes me about God and like the whole like sanctification process is that like, we don't have to be perfect today. Sanctification is slowly growing closer and closer to Christ. This is a podcast that tells stories about what God is doing right now in the world. We focus on what is happening with, in, or through Christians. The Bible says in Psalm 107 verses 1 and 2, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others He has redeemed you from your enemies. I'm your host, Emma Moore. Let's get started. Welcome back to Seeing God. Today's interview is with George Haynes, and we will get to hear about a misunderstanding about a volunteer opportunity that led to something great, how a period of nightmares is one of George's favorite moments with God, how COVID changed George's college experience, and more. But first, I have an announcement. This is the last episode in our first season. We will be taking a break during December and January, and we will start season two in February 2021. Thank you for listening during our first season, our first 20 episodes. We will look forward to getting new episodes out in a couple of months. Until then, if you haven't listened to all of our existing episodes, take a look back through and catch up. And also, if there's a story that you think we should know about, you can contact us via social media. You can also go to our website at www.seeinggodpodcast.wordpress.com and find the link for submit a story. That will give you a form that gives us all the information that we need to know and that might end up being featured on the podcast. All right, back to today's episode. Here today we have George Haynes, who is our sound engineer for this podcast. George is currently a senior at Lancaster Bible College and he's been our sound engineer for almost a year now. We are unfortunately losing him once he graduates, but it is with very good reason since he is planning to go short term with a mission organization called the Association of Baptists for World Evangelism or ABWE to South Asia following his graduation at the end of this semester. So in December, and I am really looking forward to hearing more about that. But first, George, we're going to start with just hearing a little bit about your time at LBC. So I'm going to call Lancaster Bible College LBC. But yeah, could you tell us a little bit about your time there? Maybe why'd you pick LBC? How'd you end up there? And then what you've been studying? Yes. Um, it's it's not the most incredible story, but I I have eight older brothers and sisters. and um, That's four, pretty incredible already. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Four of them have gone to LBC before me. So it was um, kind of me just following their lead. And mom and dad um, wanted me to go to a, a Christian college I, back home in Virginia. I went to a community college for for two semesters and then transferred to LBC where I um, studied live production. So audio, video, and lighting. And yeah, I started school in 2017, um, not really knowing much about any um, live production aspects. So I was kind of in the very back of my class, like even to start out with, um, I just didn't have experience. I didn't have, have, have the knowledge, uh, like, like all the other freshmen did. A lot of them have, were doing it for a long time. What made you pick live production? I looked at the list of majors at LBC and I was like, which one do I see myself doing? 
um, either as a job or as a hobby. Because I know a lot of people go to college for a degree and they don't necessarily do that for the rest of their life. So I wanted to find something that I especially enjoyed. And it's hands-on, it's problem-solving, stuff goes wrong a lot and you just have to think quick on your feet and fix it. And it's been really good. Um, Within the past like three and a half years, the major has changed a lot and we've really become a family. Um, So that's one of the saddest parts about graduating in December. Yeah. So is it a small major? It is. This semester, I would say we probably have 10 people in the major, if not one more. Um, But I don't know if if we've ever had more than 15 people. If you're kind of looking at like um, the communications department or the business, those are just massive. And so we're really small. Um, so we kind of have our area on campus where we hang out and it's just like the 10 of us. Um, and so it's fun. That's cool. What does it look like to study live production? Like, what do you do? So a lot of our classes are hands-on. We will sit in a classroom sometimes, but a lot of it is, hey, here's how to run a lighting board. Here's some tips and tricks on how to mix audio. And then oftentimes we'll have to show the whole class how we're doing it and kind of walk it through of, hey, here's here's why we're doing this. And everyone's ears are different. So what sounds good to me might not sound good to, to someone else. Um, and so that's kind of, of what we're learning. Um, a lot of my focus in the major, we can choose a focus. And so my focus has been video, mainly video directing. So I sit in... Uh, Um, the IMAG suite, which stands for image magnification. And so I would sit at a video board and I would hop on a headset and let my my camera operators know like what kind of shots we're looking for. Um, And so a lot of it has been trying to refine those skills. And I have been able to do some audio um, and some lighting, but those aren't really uh, my cup of tea. And interestingly, when you started on this podcast, I think you thought it was video. Is that right? Yes, I um, (laughs) am. Ryan Giesman, my advisor, I think he he posted in our major or he talked to me about it. And I was under the impression that I was going to do something like a video cast where I was going to get to work with video and there was going to be an audio person doing this. Um, so I was super pumped about it. And I went to the first meeting and there was no talk of like a video at all. And I was like, okay, George, we're, we're going to figure this out and we're going to get through it. Um, and so a lot of Christmas break, I was kind of like, watching YouTube clips and just trying to get ready for um, when we started recording. Cause I guess it was close to a year ago when we first met um, on campus to kind of figure out what the podcast was going to look like. Yeah. I think it was last December. Uh, That's funny. I'm glad that that mistake happened (laughs) because we've been glad to have you and you've gotten some audio experience unexpectedly. Yes. And it is crazy how God kind of, Like, I just didn't see it coming. So when I volunteered to do the podcast, like, I had no idea that I would get to meet you and your mom um, and then Harry. And and through that, I was kind of able to kind of work out this this internship to hopefully go to um, South Asia in February. And so it's weird how all of that kind of came together through me volunteering for something that I didn't know actually what it was. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe this is a good time to hear about what what's coming up for you and what this internship is. Yes. So, well, we're going to go back and then we'll go forward. (laughs) When I started school in the fall of 2017, I wanted to graduate with a live production degree and I wanted to like move out to California and make music and just have a good life and just 
have money and, and just, just live for myself. Like really. Um, and then it was my, my second semester at school. I think my mom gave me a book called a martyr's grace. And I mean, like that really took me on a ride just cause I was, I was really sad to see like that. I wasn't like living to my potential, like for God. And so that's when I was like, you know, what would it be like to like live overseas, whether as a missionary or whether just, you know, if my career takes me overseas and then as I met with more people um, and got more interested, I was like, what about missions? You know, I can use, you know, my, my desire for video in missions. So you had this kind of shift through your college career of wanting to pursue a career for yourself and for your own comfort and interests, and then sort of shifting to, it sounds like turning that over to God gradually and being interested in Ultimately, I mean, really dedicating yourself to spreading the gospel. <laughs> what is this new opportunity going to look like for you? The conversation started with your mom, and I really just wanted to understand what life looks like for an American family that's doing missions overseas. Um, so with the conversation going and we started the ball rolling so through your mom, I got to meet the regional director over part of South Asia. And, and we started talking and we were able to kind of drop an internship where I would get to live, um, whether it's in the same house or in like a little apartment next to their house to kind of see what is life like for an American family. And so it's me kind of just trying to understand like, what could the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years for the rest of my life, what could that look like if I was living overseas? Because I have never been out of the country. I actually applied for my passport, I think, the day after we found out we weren't coming back to school back in March. Wow. Um, <laughs> so it just came in the summer, and so I'm, and so I'm so pumped. And so I'm going to be shooting photography and video and hopefully actually just recording some testimonies and being able to share those on their website um, and just being able to, to really help spread the gospel in, in where they're at. Yeah, when I was meeting with the regional director one time, he was just telling me how many people are there versus the number of how many Christians are there. And it's just, it's really sad to hear. And it's really heartbreaking to hear like how many people aren't going to hear the gospel. And so what I want to be a part of is 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 helping to extend the reach of the gospel, um, whether it's in South Asia, whether it's here. I don't, I don't really care where it's at. I just want to be used. What makes you so passionate about spreading the gospel? I think... When I finally really was considering missions, I I had this this time where I was like, okay, God, so I've decided to do this. Can you kind of show me what you want me to do? And it was almost like I didn't hear anything from him. And maybe he was telling me just to wait, but I didn't really get anything from him for like two years. And I was getting really impatient. And through that time, through through being in the word, through meeting with different mission reps, trying to just get me ready. I ran across this verse in Romans where Paul says that he doesn't want to preach where the gospel has been preached because he doesn't want to build on another person's foundation who's who's sharing the gospel. And so that's really what like what I want to do. There's just a lot of people out there that don't have a connection to the gospel through someone telling them. And I think that technology is just one of the greatest gifts that we have today for all of the faults that it can have. It can be used to do so much good. And so that's, that's why I'm so passionate about like what I'm doing in South Asia. And then after that. 
in South Asia, you'll be able to see what an American family, what, what an experience is like for an American missionary family. But then on top of that, you'll be able to help them with some video and audio projects. And they do a lot of audio projects. Is that right on that particular field? Yes, I believe they do. Um, a lot of like on the compound there, they're able to share some audio and visual um, presentations of the gospel of of Bible stories and through like they actually have a website there. And so hopefully I'm going to help them get to kind of build that and just and just see what that looks like. Yeah. And um, for our listeners, some of the things that they put out are translations, um, Bible translations in local languages, in audio format for tribal groups that are largely illiterate um, and who may not have any other access to the Bible. Stories similar to our interview with Ellie, um, where she talked about Masing accessing the Bible and then being able to take that back and her husband being able to listen to it. I believe that was in that episode. So That's one to check out if you want to see some of the impact of work like what George is going to be participating in and what missionaries like that are doing all the time. So that's that's a direct application of some of these skills that he's been learning at Lancaster Bible College, which is really cool. And an application, it sounds like that you didn't anticipate, George. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty different than moving out to California. Yeah. I'm definitely glad like where it's where it's going to take me someday. I started dating someone some time ago, back in January of 2019. And she is very um, missions focused, more more toward the Middle East. So that's um, a debate that we have often of, you know, if we get married, where are we going to go um, and when? And so I'm very open to go wherever. I just know that there's, there's people everywhere that don't know God and someone's got to tell them. Hmm. So switching back a little bit to how you've seen God personally recently, you have had um, a school year that's been a little different. Sounds like your whole college career has surprised you in some ways, <laughs> but particularly this past year has been really different than anticipated because of COVID. What has your school done during COVID? And then what have you seen God do over these months? So we went home for spring break and I think towards the end of that week, we got an email from school saying, hey, um, with everything going on, students are not going to be coming on campus and we'll be resuming the semester via Zoom. And so that was really, really tough. Um, a lot of a lot of people that I knew were graduating that semester. And so not seeing them for school and then kind of graduation didn't happen. And so a lot of like it was just hard with a lot of not being able to say goodbye to a lot of people. Um, and so that was kind of um, a tough time to get over. But school handled it really well, I think. Um, I had a lot of professors that semester that were very vocal and expressive and super exciting in the classroom. So it was kind of cool to see them navigate doing it Zoom. Um, I had a, a professor who would pace around the room, run around the room because he would just get so excited. Um, and so when Zoom happened, he was kind of confined to his desk. So that's just kind of funny, like like to look back on that. And this semester, we're... Um, a lot of classes are half online, half Zoom. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of nervous that any day now they're going to be like, hey, we're going online and that last semester is going to go, like I'm not really going to have a, a full last semester at school. Mm-hmm. So, Because you are back on campus, even yes. though a lot of your classes are online. Yes, I am. So, you know, like that might happen, but I'm, I, I just have to trust God that if he doesn't want me back on campus for the rest of, like, of the semester, then, then I'm going to have to hopefully learn to be happy with that. But I mean, so far, I mean, we really only have two weeks left of school and then Thanksgiving break will be online. 
um, till the end of the semester. Yeah. So will you have any kind of graduation? Because you're finished at the end of the semester. Yes. My graduation will be in May. So hopefully when I get back from my trip from, from South Asia, if I don't run into any problems on the way home, I'll make it back for my graduation, um, which is sometime in early May. Well, hopefully that's more of a normal graduation. Yes. We actually had the May graduation back in, I believe it was like mid-September, maybe October. And it was it was a driving graduation. And so it was very interesting with a lot of different elements. We had two big projector screens, um, a confetti cannon. It was um, very legit. Yeah, school did that well for, for not being able to meet um, in a building for graduation. Yeah. Were there any particular aspects of God that you feel like he was emphasizing to you during this time or that really stood out in the student body or in your professors? I think that when we when when we went online for school, a lot of professors at school are very intentional. And you can ask that to a lot of students and they're going to say like this professor has has just been there for me. Um you know, they've been there for my sports team, they like they've been there for my dorm. Um, they've been there for my family. And I was like, I was really blessed by a lot of the professors that I knew who, yes, we weren't able to meet on campus, but they were more than willing to have me over to their house for coffee or even just sitting in a parking lot and talking from car to car. And so just seeing my, my professors really taking more of the free time that they had because of COVID, you know, they didn't have to go into school. Um, they were able to teach from their pajamas, um, which was great for them. And I really got to see, I was really blessed by, by the professors at school. Um, and I think a lot of them have really shaped the way that my college career looked. Um, a lot of them were great disciplers in kind of counseling me, like among my college years, like my early college years. And even right now, I probably meet with, I have like four or five professors that I like to meet with. And it's usually about once every two weeks we'll meet. And I'm just, I'm so encouraged by how godly they are and how well they took um, when COVID hit because a lot of them really pour into their students. And so for, for professors to just instantly like not be able to see their students, it was really sad. Um, and especially a lot of the first zoom meetings, there were a lot of tears from the professors. So while that was sad, it was also good to see of knowing like how well uh, they care for us at, at, at school. Yeah, that's a really cool way to see God in how the, the mentors around you really actually care about you as people. So it's cool to see that that coming through, even in the midst of the professor's own disappointment. I have some more questions that are related specifically to you and your experience with God. <laughs> but first, I wanted to see, was there anything else that you were particularly excited about coming up with this new opportunity. Yeah. Are you, first of all, are you sure that you're going to be able to go? <laughs> Is that a concern? Um, we're we're going to start booking the tickets and hopefully places to stay within the next couple of weeks. Uh, but every time I meet with a regional director, um, I try and just take a breath and remind myself that like, you know, at any second, I mean, the trip could get called off, which I hope that I'll be fine with. Um, I've just been looking forward to this for so long. Um, when I was trying to trying trying to find a trip to go on, a couple of trips fell through, and so I feel like God has really opened the doors for me to go on this trip. I'm planning on going, but I'm definitely praying that I will be okay if I'm not able to make the trip. That would be a big change. <laughs> We're hoping that you are. So this is more of a, a personal question about your relationship with God, but it's one that we like to ask people in interviews. Have you had any moments that stand out to you as 
a favorite moment with God or a favorite sort of season with God? Most definitely. I it was not not that I don't still talk with God, but there was a about a two month period. I, I don't remember when it was because it was just a really rough time in college. Um, in and in my personal life and in my spiritual life, all I know was it was around Christmas time. I don't know if it was 2017 or 2018, but for about two months, I just could not sleep. I would wake up from like nightmares, and I've I've never had nightmares in my life before that like actually scared me. And I would wake up sweating and I would wake up and wake up my roommate because I would jerk so much to wake up. And that was just a really rough time. And and I don't know how it happened or if anyone suggested it to me, but when I would wake up, I would just have these conversations with God um, that when they started out, it felt just a very one-sided of me kind of just telling God like what was going on and what was going wrong, you know? with the nightmares, with something in my life. And it turned into just, I would lay in bed at night. And, you know, I remember growing up and my parents tell, like telling me, George, when you wake up, you want to talk to God. And when you go to bed, you want to talk to God. And it's almost like I got back in that habit. And I, I, I looked forward to that because when I was able to talk to God, whether it was before bed or waking up in the middle of the night, I just, I had peace, whether I was sleeping or not. Um, I was still exa- exhausted and tired all like all the time, but those two or three months were some of the best conversations that I've had with God in my walk with God. And I look back on those days, and I'm just so so happy and so reminded of how how blessed I am that we have a God that we can talk to anywhere, like at any time. Um, and so that's that that's definitely my high moment memory with God um, that I'm going to carry with me. Is there anything that has surprised you about God? There is. If I can narrow one down, that would be great. What surprises me about God? I think what surprises me about God is how how much peace he gives me um, and how forgiving he is. A lot of times in my life when I've made like mistakes that I'm not necessarily proud of or like to talk about afterwards— and Satan especially really likes to go after me for, you know, George, why did, like, why did you say that? Why did you do that? With the world that we live in, I, I'm just so blessed and surprised by that. Like, I can go to God and I can ask for forgiveness um, and I can know that he has forgiven me and he will forgive me. Um, and so that's, that's one of the things that I often forget <laughs> a lot. And so I get surprised by that a lot. That, yes, I do know it's true, but that's something that especially people in my church and people in my closer friend group keep reminding me about that. Yeah, it it's one that you continue to experience yes. in a yes. fresh way over and over again. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to share with people about who God is or something that you would like other people to see about God? This is kind of a life lesson that someone kind of helped me understand from my from my church the other day. Um, when I was younger, I was a really angry kid. Um, I mean, it was to the point where my older brother would have to like restrain me to a chair when my parents were gone. So my older brother was in charge of babysitting us. Uh, and it got to the point where like I was so angry and like so violent as like a nine-year-old kid who has like no strength, but can still throw stuff across the room. And what amazes me about God and like the whole like sanctification process is that like we don't have to be perfect today. Sanctification is slowly growing closer and closer to Christ. And so if today 
this is kind of not following the train of thought. But if today I am less angry and more repentant than I was the day before, then I'm growing closer to Christ. And so to say God has really helped soften my heart and helped me not be an angry person. And yes, I do struggle with anger, occasionally road rage, but I've gotten much better at it. And again, that's God being forgiving. And that's other people in my life who are comfortable calling me out um, and being very kind to me through that. And so, yeah, God has done a lot through my life. I feel like I could talk for a long time about what he's done. And so, and so that that's just one of the things is that sanctification is just growing closer to Christ. And so, you know, we're not ever um, going to not struggle with anger or with pride or lust or whatever it is, but we need to be actively working to be, to be doing it less and to repenting um, after we do that. And so, so that's one thing, especially this year and this summer, God has really been, um, been laying on my heart. Hmm. It's really cool to hear about what God has done for you personally. I think one thing that has stood out to me during this work on this podcast that I wasn't really expecting to have happen is that it has actually increased my own personal desire to share the gospel because it's had me reflect as I've listened to other people's stories. I've been reflecting more on my own story and thinking about what God has done for me and why why it matters and why I want other people to know about that. So it's so cool to hear from you what God is doing for you and what how you're seeing his community love you through your professors and your friends and the people that you go to church with and then how that is growing and how over the course of the past several years he has kind of pulled you into being more willing to give up some of the things that you thought might be good and say actually I just really want other people to know about this too. And wherever that is, I'm I'm open to that. That's really cool to hear about. And I'm happy that we were able to play a little bit of a role in that. Not me, really. Mostly just my mom. <laughs> my mom gets really excited when she meets anybody that's uh, interested in missions. Well, and like even helping out with this podcast has been such a blessing. Like when I figured out that I was going to be able to be like learning something new, like audio, and also getting to hear stories from missionaries about what is God, like what is God doing good in the world. And, and those, those, like those two things combined made, made me so excited to work on this. And so like, thank you. And, and yeah, I'm really happy. Oh yeah, man, we're going to miss you. Also to anybody listening, if you have anybody that wants to help out <laughs> with our sound, <laughs> feel free to contact us. <laughs> but yeah, we, we've been super glad to have George. It has been fantastic. And really, I just want to say for everyone listening, there have been many times where I have very last minute sent George something and been like, can you make this work? And he's done it. So whoever is going to get to work with him next is very fortunate. Thank you for doing this interview, George. It was really cool to hear hear about what God has been doing in you and where He's leading you. And I know that it'll also be encouraging for our listeners. And thank you, Emma, for letting me be a part of this. Psalm 107 verse 43 says about stories like this, those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history, the faithful love of the Lord. If you have a story you'd like to share, or you know of someone who does, please go to our website at www.seeinggodpodcast.wordpress.com and click on submit a story.
God is doing things all over in all of his people, and we want to know about as many stories as possible. So please do go to the website and submit a story. Also, we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode or the podcast in general. You can tweet us at God Seeing or comment on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Seeing God Podcast. You can also email us at seeinggodpodcast at gmail.com. This episode was produced in the studios at Lancaster Bible College. I'm Emma Moore. Our interviewer is Jan Gebert. Our engineer is George Haynes. And our show music is Siberia by Dmitry Lukyanov. Thanks for listening to this episode of Seeing God.